Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Positive Pessimist Podcast. It's Wrestling Wednesday. I'm excited to bring these back. My guest today is Aaron Hodges. Aaron was a two-time undefeated state champion from Kansas out of Harmon High School. He was a Fargo All-American and a high school All-American. He wrestled four years varsity at Northwestern, a total legend of Kansas wrestling, and I'm looking forward to bringing him in. So without any further ado, let's do it. Hello, buddy. Yeah. How's it going, Tim? Good. Good to see you, man. Yeah, good to see you as well. Um, You're still a handsome devil. Look at you. <laughs> I don't know about that. But, uh, thanks for doing this. Man, I've been, I've been loving these podcasts that you're doing um, to get an oral history of Kansas wrestling, East Kansas wrestling and time and place from the uh, 90s. I, I love hearing it. I, I love hearing the stories, seeing a lot of guys that I know really well. So thank you. You're welcome, dude. It's, uh, you know, I've said this multiple times on these podcasts that, first of all, Kansas guys are some of my favorite people to talk to. Um because a lot of you guys, I you know, you're a couple years older than me, and I knew who you were, but I didn't know you. So you know, I've got a good memory for this kind of stuff. You know, I can remember matches from when I was like seven years old. Um, I think I remember every match I ever lost in my entire 14 year career. <laughs> uh, so when I look back at, at people that I, I wish I could have known or known something about, now I get to actually talk to them, people like yourself. It's cool. And and you do look like you're taking pretty good care of yourself, so good for you. Oh, well, I, I try to stay active out here. Uh, live in Colorado now and uh, always a lot of fun things to do to stay active and stay in shape. Um, but, you know, you get, that, you get that drive when you're young and, you're, you know, it always stays with you, I think, after you're a wrestler. Yeah. Did, did you grow up in Kansas? I did. Yeah, I was, uh, oh gosh, I was, I was born in a small town in Kansas. We moved to Kansas City uh, when we were, when I was five. My dad was a coach at Osawatomie. Um, so that's where I was, was born. And um, then he got the head coach, coaching job for football and wrestling in, at Harmon. And yeah, we moved then and my mother still lives in the house I grew up in. So. Did you start at Osawatomie Kids Wrestling then? No, I started at Turner Kids uh, around the time I was six or seven, I believe. But, you know, it's, it's one of those things when, you're, when your dad's a wrestling coach, I don't remember ever not wrestling. You know, you, you'd go to the tournaments, you'd be there all day sitting in the stands and during the breaks, you'd be rolling around on the mat. Um, you know, like David Curtis was around at all of those because his older brothers were wrestling. You know, I'd be tussling around with him when I'm six years old. He was he was a little older. And um, yeah, it, I, I feel like I've always done it at, at some level. Do you remember when he graduated, David Curtis? It was like 89? Uh, yeah, 89, two years before, before I did. Okay. Yeah, that guy was a freaking stud, man. Uh, we'll talk a little bit about him. Um, were you good from the start? No, no, I was, I was pretty bad to start. Um, I, let's see, I think, so I started kids wrestling and I think the first year I wrestled in a tournament, I was maybe seven years old and I didn't win a match. And then the next year, I'm not sure I won, maybe I won one match. And then it started just kind of slowly ramping up every year. Um, but yeah, I was, I was not very good to start with. Did it bother you? Were you like, dad, I don't want to do this anymore. Or were you just like, this is fun. I don't care. 
No, you know, it was wrestling was such part of the uh, the fabric of our lives. You know, when my my father was my father was a coach. You know, football and wrestling. It was a big part of the whole family life. And I, I don't even if if I even if I had wanted to complain, I'm, I'm not sure I would have. You know, just because it, it was there was just an expectation. This this is part of the deal in this family. And, um, it, and at the same time, I, I, even through the challenges and losses to start out, it was, um, my father had the right approach with, with me, with, and, and it probably goes on to anybody that he coached along the way where he, he was encouraging, he was tough, but he, he wasn't going to yell at anybody for losing a, a, a match. Um, the only thing that ever really bothered my father was if you didn't put the effort in to, you know, to do the best you could. And then, then you'd get an earful. But if, if it was a matter of wins and losses, you know, he, he didn't care about the losses. And he, I felt that. I think I felt that at a young age. And, I, and you know, I, I just kept, kept at it, got a little better each year. Um, and I, you know, luckily I, I think it kind of ended up where I, I peaked at the right time. Um, so, you know, but, but to, to, to that point, I've heard some of the other guys you've had on, you know, Brian and, uh, Brian Roberts, and Matt Biles and, um, David Curtis. I mean, all those guys were just reeling off kids championships. Um, I never won a kid's state title. And now that bothered the heck out of me, especially as I got older, because I, I kind of was thinking I was I was good enough to get there. Uh, closest I got was was second one year um, around the time I was seventh or eighth grade, I think is when that happened. But did your dad was your dad a wrestler? No, my dad, believe it or not. And you've probably seen him before. If you see him and I tell you this, you'd be like, no way. He, but he was a basketball player. He, oh, wow. he grew up. Uh, in Lebo, Kansas, and um, he, that's a. I think his his class seventeen people in his whole you know whole class you know like forty people in the whole school. Uh, so he played on the basketball team. There was no wrestling team. I think they played eight man football or or something. And uh, he went to Emporia State, and he, I think he joined a club team or he started in a in a class like a gym type of teaching class he learned wrestling and then started on the club team and he was i mean he, he grew up on the farm he, he was a, his forearms were as big as my biceps you know from and he didn't lift weights he never lifted weight but he just was you know you grow, grow up on the farm you're throwing hay you're you know driving tractor you're you're you just become really really strong and i think he could take that when he started learning to wrestling and he beat some guys who had been wrestling a long time when he was kind of in college but um yeah he didn't he didn't ever really compete at the college level per se um but i think it was just like kind of like a club thing yeah if memory serves he was kind of a short stocky guy right yeah yeah and, and you're pretty tall how tall are you i'm 5'11 okay. he was maybe 5'9 5'8 Five eight, probably right. is more accurate. So he was taller than I thought. For some reason, I thought he was like a five six guy, like like myself. No, he was a little. I think he was a little taller than that. Now he might have been five seven, but he's five seven, five eight, I think. But okay. um, yeah, I, I'm definitely taller than than he was. And 
um, yeah, he was he was thick. He carried around some uh, some barbecue weight and. Uh, yeah, I, I, I don't think I ever got to speak to him. I mean, I wrestled uh, Josh Gutierrez my senior year. We had a couple of really close matches. Um, so I don't know if your dad liked me very much. Because our, our regional finals was super close, and I've got him on tape. I came across the tape not too long ago, and I pulled it out before I, before I had Josh on. And so your dad's on that tape a little bit, and he came out on the mat. I think he was – there was a takedown at the end that could have gone either way, and uh, – I don't think he was very happy about that. <laughs> well, um, I can say with confidence, you would love what you're doing with this podcast. And, uh, you know, he respected all good wrestlers. It, it wasn't a matter of like or dislike. He, he was going to compete against anybody on the other side. And, and that's how he was. But um, if, you, if you talked to him, he would have put, put his arm around you probably. And um, yeah, he, it, 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 if on those situations where, you know, he, it's a matter of, oh, is it, is it this, is it that? Got to argue my case. He was very, very persuasive at, at arguing for, for what he thought was right. Um, didn't always win those with referees, though. Probably depends who it was. Yeah. What would you say made you a good wrestler? I know it's, you said it took you a while to get good, but once you got good, what do you think? Uh, what do you think? Oh, gosh. Well, so it, it, I guess if I if I work backwards and follow, I, I I always was in kids wrestling once I started doing it, and in the wins started. I I think maybe the fourth year I was wrestling, I made it to the state tournament and then didn't place. And um, you know I started getting medals in tournaments and winning some tournaments around the time I was maybe ten or twelve, maybe around twelve years old. Um, and I was always kept being around wrestling, kept going, kept wanting to get better at it. Um, I had a coach by the name of David Normile, and he was a coach at Turner Kids at the time. And David actually wrestled for my dad um, and was a good wrestler. Um, didn't place at state, but he had a weird record of like one loss in a year, or two losses, but they were all at state. He didn't place. Um, he also holds the, the Harmon record for least points in a season. And which by the way, is something I held on to and I really, really wanted to break and uh, I wasn't able to, but he, um, you least know, scored upon, least points scored upon. Is that what you mean? Yeah. Least points scored upon in a season. Okay. He, okay. his record is, I think it was 12, 12 points in an entire season. He gave up. Wow. And I, I gave up my senior year, I think like 17 or 18 but like half of those were, were letting guys up and I gave up on, I, I at some point I realized ah, I'm not going to get this. Well, plus he only had 20 matches and I had like 35 matches. So it, it wasn't quite a fair thing to try to win. But yeah. anyway, uh, he, he put his arm around me and he, he worked with me a lot and I, I got to be a, a better wrestler. Um, going into high school, you know, I, I was had placed in kid state, wasn't the top guy. Um, and you know, I had a very good freshman year, uh, won some tournaments, well, I had 25 wins, um, and didn't make it to state, though I was the number one seed at, at regional. Um, I came in having like 102 temperature, wrestled, was ahead, 
I mean, I mean you know, you, you think about the losses, right? You, I, I don't remember the wins very much, but I remember the losses. And I remember the, the, the ones that burn me are the losses that when you lose, when you feel like you should have won and, and you didn't win because of something dumb that you did. And for the most part, over my whole career, if I got a lead, I won a match. I, I didn't get leads and lose matches. And uh, but in on that day at regionals, I was ahead in the semifinals and got beat in the third period. And then in the backside, I was ahead in the third period and got beat. Um, so those those burned me to this day. I don't know what would have happened if I'd made it to state if I if I would have ended up on the podium, but. I, I thought I had a chance. I thought I had a chance to. Um, so that year I, um, I actually went to Kid State and I thought, well, I, I was a really good high school wrestler. I'm going to finally win Kid State this year. And uh, I ran across a, a guy at, at like the sub-state or regional tournament named Daryl Andrews, who I'd never heard of because I thought I knew all the good wrestlers in the area, but he was from Perry Lecompton. And um, he... I don't remember the match because in the first period he picked me up, slammed me and I got a concussion in hindsight. Now we know more about concussions, brain injuries and all those things. So I was out, I was out on the mat. My father came out. I think he knew I was out of it, but he wasn't going to like let me forfeit out of the match. I mean, I got, got my one point for the illegal slam and uh, Daryl beat me five one. So I wrestled the whole match. I didn't get pinned, but I still don't remember it to this day. I, I, we drove home from the tournament, a three-hour drive from whatever town we were in. I still don't remember it. Oh. But uh, I didn't remember the whole week. Concussions are a weird thing. Uh, but so I didn't win state. And then I wrestled him again at state the next week, and I lost to him there too. A little closer match. but um, So I didn't win it that year. I was bummed. So going into – but that summer I went to East Kansas freestyle, and that had just started kind of picking up. Um, you know, Aiken, um, was, was there, uh, and I was like, okay, but I, I wasn't sort of into it. I was playing baseball and I went to a handful of practices and then the next year I came back and wrestled in high school and, um, that year at five losses, um, I took third in state. And I think I had a I had a chance to to win it that year if I'd done some things right, um, but you know, but that year going into springtime, I was really focused on freestyle, and I went and from that day I don't know that I missed an East Kansas practice from that day on. I think sophomore, junior, senior year I was at every practice that I could go to wrestling the best guys in in Kansas and that's part of the state, and. Kevin Klim was there and a lot of days it would just be Kevin and I, and I would work with Kevin one-on-one -on -one and we would wrestle and wrestle. And I, I spent so many hours wrestling him, wrestling, you know, Biles and Roberts, uh, Gons Medina. I mean, it's, it's, you know, iron sharpens iron and we, you know, so that kind of that, that's, summer at the Kansas freestyle state, you know, I, I think I was kind of not the top tier wrestler going in, but going into that tournament, I placed in Greco um, 
lost to Ryan White. And then the next day in freestyle, I wrestled Ryan White and beat him. And then I wrestled Nick Peters, who Nick Peters was seen to be one of the top guys in the state. He had just been a state champ and was recruited to go to Cornell, I think. Um, and I mean, he was a good wrestler and I beat him that day, got outstanding wrestler. And I think that's the moment it sort of switched for me. Um, I had a confidence level at that point. And then I went on to junior nationals and that year I caught one match away from placing first time. And, you know, after you go to junior nationals and you see you're in, at that time it wasn't in Fargo, it was in the Unidome in uh, UNI, Northern Iowa. But it was this big dome. It was like they played football on it. And there's, you know, it, it, it made state, Kansas State tournament look, you know, tiny, like, like nothing. And, and you wrestle there and you wrestle in state champs from everywhere. And, you know, at that moment, I, I don't think I lost. I don't think I lost, lost another match in Kansas after that um, to like in high school and the freestyle and, and everything. So um, I, I guess it was I, I was lucky to get some some good coaching to be driven enough to 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 show up at, you know, a, a summer practice. You know, despite I would, you know, I was playing baseball in high school. Play, I'd go to baseball practice. I'd leave. I'd go over to wrestling practice. I would do that. I would go home and do my homework. I mean, I was I was a really good student, so I was you know exhausted every day. Then do it all again the next day and the next day. But I, I knew that wrestling piece and going out there was maybe the the most important part. And yeah, so I, I guess that's it. Yeah. Um, so, do you remember who you lost to your uh, at state year sophomore year? How first of all, how big were you your freshman sophomore year? Um, freshman year, I wrestled one fifty five. Okay. Um, so here's here's funny thing. In eighth grade, I wrestled one fifty four at Argentine Middle School. Um, as a senior in college, I wrestled one fifty eight. So yeah, that's funny. That's yeah. not, not the, that's the path less traveled, I think. But yeah, I wrestled 55 as a, as a freshman. I wrestled 52 as a sophomore. Well, that kind of speaks to how good you were, because especially back then, kids that size didn't do well freshman, sophomore year, um, at least not very often. You know, I remember thinking it was huge um, that Brian Roberts did as well as he did at 138 as a freshman. Uh, so to do it at 155, I was kind of the same way in eighth grade. I wrestled 135 and my senior year or my sophomore year of college, which is last year I wrestled. I was a 42 pounder. Oh, wow. was, Similar. Yeah. yeah. And my junior senior year, I was 140. So uh, I had a, I had a weird growth pattern and my, and my daughter seems to be on the same path, but I reached 511 as like an, by the time I was eighth grade. And then I stopped. And, you know, it looked like maybe I was going to be really tall, but then I stopped and everybody else in my class got taller than me over, you know, the high school years and, and, you know, had growth later on. But um, yeah, it, it is more of a challenge. You see that more often where the younger guys win at the lower weights and then put on, put on the, you know, hit, you know, mass as, as they get into later teenage years. Yeah. Who did you beat for your state titles your junior, senior year? Do you remember? Um, let's see. So um, 
to answer your first question, sophomore year at State, I lost to a guy from Junction City uh, who I'm not remembering his name. He ended up losing to a four-timer from Lawrence uh, named, oh gosh, what was that kid's name? Uh, it'll come to me in a moment. But anyway, that, that was that year. My junior year, I wrestled uh, McGlasson from Arc City in the finals. And yeah, so that was two years in a row. We had Brian at 52, me at 60, and Biles at 71, all in the finals against Arc City. And um, yeah, Brian lost to uh, Beeson and then um, so, oh, so I heard your podcast with, with Hernandez and Biles, and, and that was, loved hearing that, by the way. Um, so I beat McGlasson, uh, pinned him in the first period in, in my junior year, and came off the mat. I was stoked. And I stood down where, and stood there to watch Matt wrestle Hernandez. So I had a perfect view of the infamous... Hernandez on his back in Saturday Night Ride. And I can say that I thought it was a pin with, with confidence. I, I was right there, like staring at it from that level. And uh, yeah, I was jumping up and down. I thought he'd won it. And it, well, it was weird though, because the it is one of those times, you know, I wrestled freestyle a lot at the time, but the the head referee was there and he's like ready to to, to hit the mat and he looks at the side referee like he wanted confirmation for it. And um, yeah, he was, as I think uh, Chris said, if, if he had called it, he wanted to have argued. So I, I sort of agree with that. Yeah. I remember what, I mean, I didn't get to see it from where you did, but I remember thinking like, God, I mean, that's, <laughs> I've seen more, I've seen more for less. Um, <laughs> right. But yeah, so then uh, senior year, I went up to 71. Um, Biles went down to 60. Hernandez went down to 60. Um, and yeah, it was th three guys, three KCK guys again in the finals against three Arc City. Oh, no, I wrestled uh, Jilka from Mays. And Jilka, I think, has gone on to, uh, what is it? To Goddard. I mean, it, I think he's had a ton of success coaching and administration level now in, in okay. Kansas wrestling. But yeah, I wrestled him in the finals um, the senior year. You remember the score of that match? Uh, I want to say six nothing or seven nothing. Um, it was, um, I think I, I'd seen something recently. So I think it was maybe 2 0. I think I think I took him down in the first period. I was on top in the second period, rode him the whole time, uh, picked down, got an escape, got a takedown, and then I think I put him on his back for two, maybe. Um, but and rode him the rest of the match. I know he was kind of at the time they were thinking I was stalling, which on the top, which I was apt to do. I'm not gonna lie, but. Um, well, it, it's two ways to look at it, I guess. I, I'm of the opinion, for, after wrestling in, in college, I'm of the opinion there's no such thing as, as stalling on the top. It's, it's anybody who's, I, I could ride guys all day at a state finals. I, I probably rode him three minutes. I couldn't hold a guy on the mat for, for you know, three seconds in college. Everybody at that 
getting a, away from the bottom is is just should be done if, if you're a good wrestler and um I, I guess is my opinion on it so in just being able to hold on to somebody on the top but yeah half half of the i gave up a bunch of stalling points my senior year um they were like a good portion of those very few points i gave up yeah i, I was good for at least one warning um i, I don't know that i had I don't know if I, if I had a match that I didn't pin in the first period where I didn't get at least one warning for, for stalling. But uh, did you have any close matches your junior, senior year? Did you dominate the whole Yeah, thing? I did. I did. And so I, I thought I heard in one of your conversations, you were talking, you know, Brian Roberts is up there for one of the best Kansas wrestlers ever to not win state. And I'll put the another opinion. What's that? I said the best in my opinion. Oh, he, yeah, I, I'm not going to argue with you there. I mean, Biles could be in the conversation, too, for that matter. Um, but there's another – I Ryan White. Do you know who Ryan White is? He wrestled at, at Capon, and he was uh, Mount Carmel. Um, really? And so he was a very good wrestler who I met in the semifinals both my junior and senior year. And so I knew Ryan going back through, he wrestled freestyle. He was on a national team with me. Um, and I mean, he's a, he's a stud. And I was, I would look, I remember knowing he was out there. I mean, I knew that was my collision course, or at least I thought it was. And then going into junior year, I saw, oh crap, he's, he's not in the finals. So I got to, to even be a state finalist, you know, you got to get through him. And um yeah, so my junior year, it was the only time in those two years that I was behind in a match. But I know going into third period, it was tied, and I was on top. And I don't remember exactly how it got there. Um, but so I lit him up to start the third period because I was doubtful I was going to ride him the whole time. And um, so now I'm down by one point. Um, I end up taking him down and circling and going directly into a cradle. You ever have that, you know, I would always, I would try to do that. I had a good cradle. Um, and if you hit it when, you know, right at that moment, guys relax. And if you go right into it at that moment, you can get him. And I got him for, for two back point and then end up winning that match. Um, but he, in my opinion, he was the second best guy in the state that year. Um, and on, on a good day, maybe he beats me that day. And so then same things, senior year, he moves up to 71. I wrestle him again in, um, in the semis. And I've got uh, that match I led, but he escaped third period down by one and was a pretty uncomfortable butt drag away from taking me down to win that match with the last, like the last final five seconds. Um, and I held off just fingertips holding the legs as he's trying to go around, you know, photo finish. Um, yeah, but, but Ryan White was a stud, really, really good wrestler who um, I think, you know, on the right day would have, would have got me either of those matches, but yeah. Um, well, rewinding a little bit, um, I know some of the studs that came out of Harmon. Um, I know Kyle Patch was there for one year. Um, Josh Gutierrez, I thought, was pretty damn good. Um, David Curtis. Sobino Ochoa, I'll never forget that guy's name, All right, because, one, he had a cool name, but he was super slick. I don't remember who ended up – I think he got third. 
He got third, I believe. So Salvino was a freshman when I was a senior. So I was able to be on the same team as him. Um, and then he was part of that crew with Jadon Cox. And Jadon was a really, really one of the better wrestlers Harmon had. Um, do you remember Jadon? He was a state champ. Um, I was noticing Jadon beat a bunch of my school records. So I had the takedown record and he just demolished it the both the season and the career he beat the career record by like 120 takedowns but he uh but going in he said he was going to beat my record so he he tried it um uh yeah, yeah. They, the, that crew of three guys was was really strong it, and they were all about the same weight they but they probably could have all wrestled the same weight but they, they you know just had to pick a different spot um but yeah my father said they used to just have insane battles in in the wrestling room because they were all it, pr pretty close to the same level of wrestler yeah he beat a he beat a teammate of mine for his state title my senior year so if Jadon had lost that match we would have won state as a team so no to. kidding oh man i didn't yeah. know you guys uh were that strong there well wait that was in um was that 5a or 6a 6a in 1994 we lost uh the team title by a half of a point yeah. And who ended up winning it then? Emporia or? No, it was Wichita West. And uh, I still like to give Jeff Watkins crap about it because they, um, he like lobbied for a point that they got taken away. And I think we had, we took 12 guys and only four of us placed, but like, I think 11 of us won two matches. So. Yeah, that'll do it. Yeah. Any of them could have made the difference. Um, my semifinals I won six to one and I probably could have easily easily majored that guy and so we're, we're all to blame you know they're everybody. not thinking about that at the time right it's yeah you know, who who knows you know I I was thinking about it I, I I was a pretty conservative wrestler um and you know if I got a lead I I didn't give up a lead you know very very few times in my life even through college that was the case um and yeah, it's, it, it, I was thinking about this takedown record with, and I was like, gosh, if I just taken guys, you know, lit guys up and take them down, I mean, I could have gotten hundreds, I think, but, you know, but there's a risk to doing that. You're exposing yourself to a risk of losing that I didn't ever feel quite comfortable with. Um, didn't I also see that you were the all-time leader for three-point near falls? I think I've got that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I believe I hold that record. I actually have the uh, the record book here. That's how I can remember okay. some of this stuff. I was reviewing it. Yeah, how did you see that? That's funny. Um, I Googled your name or something, and and something came up about it. Um, so yeah, I was yeah. Like, what did I still? That is one of the only records at Harmon I still seem to hold. Uh, it was like. Yeah, I don't know. I think that's a state record. I think it's not just your high school. I think that's a state record to this day. They updated no it in 2022. Yeah, I think so. I, I couldn't, but I had had sure. no idea. Like a career record, I had the my three point near falls in a season weren't that high compared to some guys. But yeah, I I had a decent mat game in high school. Um, it didn't translate well to college, but. I, I turned a lot of guys, um, was I, you know, I got a pin in the, in the finals on one of the, uh, nastiest body levers you'll ever see. And it, uh, probably would have been very, 
could have been called illegal by some referees, but um, it worked at the time. What are your uh, memories of like the Bishop Miege boys that you wrestled freestyle with, like Aiken and Fight and uh, Gons Medina and Collins and P, those guys? Oh man, I, um, yeah, I like who did, so there's Mike Medina out there to start with when I was a freshman. I wrestled Mike when I was a freshman. He was probably the only time I've ever stepped onto the mat and just been totally intimidated. And uh, one of the worst matches I ever wrestled, only pin I gave up. Um, and yeah, I was wrestling with, you know, Brian was out there some, but not a lot. Uh, Biles would come out there. Uh, there was a guy by the name of uh, uh, Rechtfertig. Do you know who he is? He was a um, three-timer, nearly four-timer from Wellsville. So he was in 3-2-1-A. And um, he was a really, really good strong wrestler we we wrestled a lot together yeah we were on the same kids team i know the rec for takes pretty well I used to oh, wrestle okay cool yeah the, yeah the younger um his younger brother uh who so i i coached the fargo team one year while i was in college and and um his brother was was on that team mark mark yes thank you thank you i wasn't yeah. remembering yeah. um yeah who else was out there we um Eric, of course, is a stud. You know, I was I was lucky enough to be able to see Eric some in in college wrestling. Uh, you know, just along the way. Um, um, yeah, Ryan McCracken, I think, was out there some. I mean, there was it was always different guys that would come in uh, for for periods of time. It seems like um, I do feel like I was like the the most consistent over those years. I I tried to never miss. And I, you know, I think it paid off in the long run. Yeah. Do you remember my buddy, Derek Lane? Oh, of course I do. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you noticed last night I posted something on Facebook with uh, a news article that my mom had handed me a bunch of stuff. She was here last week and um, I found this news clipping and, and my picture was in it and Derek Lane's picture was in it because we were both undefeated going into state, what would have been my junior year. And uh, I think that's the year that Derek won state. Um, undefeated that year. Um, but yeah, I, I do remember him. He wrestled at Turner uh, kids to start with at least. And, yeah. And then he went to Bonner. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I knew him from, you know, going way back. Um, he was a character. He was a character, man. Everybody knew Derek Lane, everybody. He was like friends with everybody throughout the whole state. Yeah, he was. Yeah, Kyle Patch is kind of that way too. He uh, one of those guys that that really knows everyone. Yeah, I think Kyle's smart enough to not be on social media, but I'd love to talk to him too. Oh yeah, he would be fun. He, I'm sure he he knows stories, and he's one of those guys that remembers every match too. Yeah, um, I man, it's hard for me these days. I pick and choose the ones I remember. I I was like, okay, which I know I lost 13 matches in high school, but I could probably only tell you five of them. That of who I lost to, um, lost to Irving Ward, whose name has come up on here. Uh, lost to a state champ from Wyandotte by the name of Nickerson. Um, who, I moved up to sixty that day to wrestle both of those guys. I lost two matches in the same. My my that was my sophomore year when I was wrestling fifty two. I had five losses that year, and two of them were on the same day when I moved up a weight to to wrestle them. Um, yeah, a lot of. Mostly I don't remember though. 
or a struggle. It's funny listening to this. We've got a lot of similarities. I lost 13 matches in high school. Um, I didn't grow after eighth grade. I, I was great at getting a lead and not giving it up. I rarely gave up a lead. Um, we're both pretty conservative. I wasn't near as good as you, but I, I still, we have a lot of similarities. It's funny to listen to this. Yeah, um, that's, that is funny. Yeah, yeah, I had a, I mean, I had, had a style and approach to the way I would wrestle. And, um, you know, it, it's it's weird now that, that I'm older, I, I can look back and say, well, what, 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 what should I have changed to be better, to be more successful at the college level? And, um, you know, you, you keep replaying those kind of big, those kind of strategy things in your head, or at least I do. Yeah. Um, so they, that was a, that was a, that was a hell of a team there in East Kansas. I mean, you know, you had Aiken there and Sonny Fight and Gons Medina and Matt Biles and, um, Brian's talked about how he wishes he would have done more of that, um, I certainly wish I would have wrestled more freestyle. Um, yeah, I wish I wish Brian would have been out there more too. It would have, you know, the more I could wrestle those guys, the better we all would have been. And yeah, um, yeah it's it, it, there's no doubt about it. Uh, oh gosh, who's a kid from Paola that would come out there? Those brothers that were really good. Um, Weavers, maybe. Weavers, yeah. Um, and yeah, there's all kinds of always good guys in there you know the guys who are focused to be there in the summer we're always going to be pretty strong yeah but um what's your memory of uh of eric aiken i like eric aiken stories oh man i don't know if i can tell him <laughs> eric, <laughs> eric was, <laughs> um gosh i don't yeah i i I'm not sure I, I have any good Eric Eric stories. Um, he was, I mean, I was younger than him. So, well, I know here's one story. I went out and the day that he, uh, um, so he was, he moved up weight to wrestle Landon Richardson, who was a kid from Schlegel, who was just, uh, you know, just trouncing everybody his senior year and um, he was really good and Landon beat Aiken by several points in a dual I think it was a dual match it was 10 uh, to 5 at the Schlegel Invitational and the reason I know is because Landon beat my brother 10 to 8 in the semifinals and Jimmy was just a sophomore at the time um without getting into all that my brother was freaking great um but he had other home issues at home eligibility stuff but without getting into all that. But I remember that tournament well, and he beat Eric 10 to five in the finals. That's right, 10 to five, that sounds right. It, yeah. it was a much more convincing win. I was kind of in shock by it. I, I didn't think there was any way in the world Eric would lose to him. And um, yeah, it was, you know, my, my father was was friends with like Randy Westfall, who was a coach at Schlegel, like very close friends. Randy would be by the house for all kinds of events all the time. He was also really tight with uh, Bob Brown, who was a coach at Wyandotte. I mean, these guys were like, you know, really competitive with each other. But behind the scenes, I was able to see how how friendly they were. I mean, Bob Brown went on fishing trips with my dad to Canada and all kinds of stuff. So um, I was kind of happy for Randy. Um, I think Landon was Landon Richardson was actually living at Randy Westfall's house at that point. Oh, wow. you know, he had all kinds of home problems, and um, yeah, it was it was quite the thing, and I was shocked by it. Okay, 
Yeah, I'll never forget that particular um, thing because if my, you know, my brother never lost a match that he didn't think he got screwed in. So <laughs> he would have wrestled. He, I remember him being like, I got screwed, you know, um, which maybe did, maybe didn't. I didn't get to see the match. I think I was at a kid's tournament, but I do remember um, Eric losing to Landon and I had never seen Eric lose. I don't think. Um, Not in Kansas, man. I'd seen him, you know, he, he, but even, I mean, he was winning juniors and, um, yeah, I guess I, I saw him lose an NCAA um, to in, in the finals. I was there for that um, when he lost to, oh, gosh, what, Zapata, who was a kid from Iowa back in the day. I think he lost. He lost to Sammy Henson in the finals. Okay. Then who? He got, he got eighth, third, fourth, and second. I know he lost to Sammy. Maybe the year he got third, he lost in the semis to the kid from Iowa. Okay. Thinking of. Yeah. Um, yeah, he was a different yeah, Sammy was, a, I mean, I, he was around, you know, you'd see him, him at tournaments from those years. That was always kind of, you know, seeing what him and, and Eric became later on and being on the Olympic ladder together and, and, um, yeah, two kids from kind of Kansas city area. Yeah. Um, what are your memories of, of Brian Roberts? He said last night, I asked him in a message what he remembered about you. And, uh, he said that he never lost, he never won. He never beat you rather in a practice match. Um, so that tells me how freaking tough you were. I know you're a little bit bigger than him. I, I was bigger than him, and I'm not sure that's even accurate. I mean, when we were young, because I didn't – Brian wrestled – I was trying to remember this last night because I remember Brian being at Turner at least to start, but he must have gone to Bonner kids at some point or, or left. And um, But, I mean, I think he used to beat me up pretty good back in those days when we were real young before I had kind of gotten a little better. Um, but yeah, we practiced some when we would prepare for state Turner and Harmon would get together because you'd have fewer guys wrestling now and we would get together and have kind of combined practices. Um, and those were, those were tough, man. We would beat each other up going into that state week. Um, yeah, I played baseball with Brian too. I was on a team with a bunch of guys from Turner. Ryan McCracken was on that team. Um, Oh gosh, I can't even remember some of the other other dudes. Those were the main wrestler guys that were on that team, but they're really good baseball players. Brian was a fantastic baseball player and a really fantastic football player too. Um, and yeah, I was uh, I, I sucked at baseball. I was I was horrible, but I I was on the team and would sit the bench and went to state with them. We placed at state on the baseball team, but um, yeah, gosh, I I you know I know all the craziness Brian got into. I was really concerned about him. I remember when I heard, uh, you know, the trouble he got into him getting stabbed and all of that was, um, and somehow it didn't, didn't quite surprise me um, with him knowing just how, what a badass he was out on, on the streets. But um, so Brian also, I knew Brian because my dad had a, a wrestler by the name of Mark Kendrick and Mark is, is Brian's uncle. Um, and so Mark was, the 167 state champ in, I want to say around 85. And just to be, so Mark Kendrick was my hero as a kid. This is the guy I looked up to as man, this is, this is like the guy 
um, there were, and I felt like that about several of the, like the good wrestlers my dad had in the years the heart that Harmon had, but Mark went, um, Mark had an attitude just like Mark and, and Brian were cut from the same cloth, just tough, badass dudes who, who just went, went hard. Um, you know, one gear kind of guys, uh, Mark was, would have been undefeated except he as my dad tells the story and I, you know, I was there and saw this, but he was wrestling a guy who wasn't very good and he was, you know, beating him by, you know, he was majoring him, but he wanted to pin him and he couldn't pin him and he couldn't get him pinned. And he picked him up and slammed him on his head and came out, said he couldn't continue, lost the match on disqualification. So that was the only match he lost or else he would have had an undefeated season that year. Um, but Mark could have gone on and wrestled in college um, you know, didn't for various reasons. Uh, but I, he, he was really good. Um, I, I would ask my dad later, you know, we had an active dialogue between, you know, about wrestling my whole life. And so dad, do you think I, cause we were at the same weight. I was around that weight. You think I could have beat Mark and he'd go like, mm, I don't know. He to this, you know, to his dying day, he wouldn't give me that, that he thought I could beat Mark Kendrick in a wrestling match. So, well, you got to appreciate that kind of honesty. He's like, I <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, Brian Roberts, you probably heard me tell this story on the podcast, but if I went to like a party and there were like Turner guys, because they all love to fight, and I would just tell them, I'm friends with Brian Roberts, and he was older than me. We weren't really like friends, but I definitely knew who he was, and we were on the same kids' team, and they would immediately be like, all right, and they would just leave me alone. <laughs> That doesn't surprise me. Yeah, he had he had a reputation. Yeah. Um, I was talking to him recently too, and man, if somehow we could have ended up at the same high school, um, you know, if he was over, I would. My dad, my dad, like loved Mark, and my dad loved Brian too. I mean, he was around him enough, and, and my he had so much respect for Brian and the way he approached wrestling. He liked those, as he said, those tough guys, you know. Um, I don't think he saw me as one of those tough guys. I was like an intellectual guy on the map, but um, he, man, if Brian and I had been in the same wrestling room for four years in high school, uh, it would have been, it would have been fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. He was, uh, and you know, I've gotten to know him a little bit since then. And uh, I, I like Brian Roberts a lot and I love Brian Roberts stories. Derek Lane used to tell some great Brian Roberts stories and, uh, Derek, Derek had the best memory of anyone I've ever met. Oh. He's the reason I am the way I am about remembering things is because he and I used to talk on the phone for literally hours and he would tell me all these scores and he probably screwed me up in a little ways because I'd be wrestling somebody and be like, Oh, Brian or uh, Derek told me about this guy and I would be yeah. intimidated by somebody that I probably could have beaten. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I, you know, I feel like I used to be better about that because I had a memory bank of all the wrestling matches I watched as a kid, all the Harmon guys who, you know, I looked up to. Um, and I've lost it over the years, which I'm a little disappointed about. But um, yeah, I did want to call out some of those Harmon studs just to get their name out in the, in, in the ether. Um, there was, a, so we were talking about Mark. Uh, my dad had a guy by the name of Jerry Lawson, 
So he was a really strong wrestler. Um, 67, he made it to the state finals and he wrestled a guy by the name of Melvin Douglas. You know, Melvin Douglas, Olympian Melvin Douglas. And yeah. he got majored in the finals. So he never ended up winning state, but he was he was fantastic wrestler. Uh, one of the guys I was closest to was uh, David Marino. Um, and that was around 83, 84. David was undefeated going into state, ended up taking second as a sophomore. So at that point, freshmen couldn't wrestle in high school. So, but as a sophomore, he was, um, you know, a, you know, it was a big deal to make it to the finals and he lost by like one point. And then he ended up taking second another year in his junior year. He didn't make weight at state or else he would have been a three-time placer. He, he was really fantastic. Uh, Julian Armena state placer around that time. Oh, so Harmon has had good, heavyweight wrestlers through the years there was david curtis of course um so my favorite david curtis story or one of them because i you know i grew up with david more than any of these other guys probably he his mom sat next to my mom for literally uh you know a decade and a half next to each other on the bleachers every single wrestling match that existed because david had three older brothers and they all so when one got done then, then the next one, James, so it was Les, and then it was James, and then it was David. And so through all that time, she's there watching wrestling. My mom's watching wrestling. I'm running around. Um, and then after David graduated, his mom continued to come till I graduated and would watch me. But um, anyway, David was undefeated his senior year and just was just smoked everybody. I think he had a pin in every match or, or a tech. And in the finals, he had a guy majored and my dad was watching and, you know, he's just controlling it. And then the match is over. And my dad's like, you know, why didn't you pin him? Cause he, you know, just knowing David and watching him, you, you thought he could have finished him off. And he said, I wanted to know what it felt like to wrestle three periods. And then <laughs> that, was, that was his last match, you know, ever at that point. So I thought that was a Cool thing to say. Um, there was a heavyweight by the name of Frank McClinton, and Frank was like six to 350 pounds, 325 pounds, let's say 325. I think it was in that neighborhood. And that was before they put a limit of 275 on heavyweights. And it was partially, I think, because of Frank, because he was a two time state champ. And he was just enormous, but he was also a really good athlete. He ended up playing college football. Um, but uh, yeah, he was a beast. He, he had fewer losses than I did in, in high school. Um, yeah, we talked about Jadon. Tim Morrison was a guy that was kind of next to my era. He was ended up being a state placer, really, really good. Um, Brian Hans, George Marshall. Um, yeah, Josh, Kevin Pulliam. So then years the last year my dad coached he had kevin pulliam who was a heavyweight state champ as well um so yeah a lot of good heavyweights going through Harmon. my dad used to wrestle with him back in the day and then as he got older he wasn't able to yeah i i i didn't i didn't know david curtis but i just remember him even for a heavyweight being stocky he was kind of a shorter guy and uh, well david could have wrestled 89 or 85 back then you know before they changed the weights um, he could have made that, he, but he saw himself as a heavyweight. That was his, you know, I am a heavyweight. That was his mentality of it. And I'm, no, I'm not going to wrestle anything that's not heavyweight. But yeah, he was, he was small. 
for for the but man he could turn anybody his um he would have the three point near fall you know record except for the fact that he pinned everybody once he got on their back whereas i did it always do that did he go on to wrestling college david curtis he got he could have wrestled at missouri he went to missouri and came home shortly after being there and you know for various reasons but yeah he was a cadet uh he was in the finals of cadet nationals in both uh, greco and freestyle um took second in both one year um didn't wrestle any other freestyle or other than that or um but yeah he was he was a stud and uh really close friend for a lot of years. Um, that, that family was a really close family of ours. Speaking of that, um, as somebody who did wrestle division one and, uh, were successful at it, what, what do you think? Cause I think Kansas has a great high school. Um, I think Kansas has some great high school wrestlers, but they don't, a lot of them don't go division one. What is it you think needs to happen for that to change? Gosh, well, you know, I, I will say this. Um, there's a lot more guys that make it now than there were back when I was doing it. And I thought at the t- because there was a lot of years, you know, nobody at least getting a scholarship that you could walk on to D1 schools. And, um, you know, I so I think national exposure is a big piece of it. Um w- I, I was a, a really good student. Uh, when I came out of high school, I had targeted um, starting around my junior year. I was like, okay, I see that I, I could go, maybe I can go wrestle in college somewhere. And maybe I can, if I'm really, really lucky, I'll get a scholarship because you just didn't hear about people. I mean, there was Eric Aiken, but you know, he's in, he's junior national champ. Right. So, but outside of that, you're just not hearing of other guys that could do it. So you didn't even almost have it as a possibility, but I decided I I would try. And I sent letters to 110 D one college coaches um, no email back then, you know, physical letter, wrote them all, said, this is who I am. I've been wrestling at junior nationals. This was my rest record in high school. These are my grades. These are, you know, just laid it out like my resume of and why I thought I could wrestle. And through that, those letters, I got calls from, I mean, I don't know, dozens of college coaches. And then I, I've, you know, filtered it down. How many of those would have given me scholarships? I, I'm not sure. Um, when I, I, I was set to go, um, to an Ivy league school and, and then, so going into my senior year, you know, we've, I, I was sort of already decided that I was going to go that path. And, um, then after I won state senior year, I got like really late for recruiting. I got a call from Northwestern. Um, and so Northwestern was probably my number one dream school for, because they are top 10 university in terms of academics and they are just had come off taking fourth in the nation for in, in, uh, NCAAs. 
So they were the perfect combination of a really strong school and, you know, a good, good wrestling program. And, and on top of that, and I didn't even understand it at that point, but, you know, the Midlands happens at Northwestern, you know, that is a storied wrestling tournament, right? The, the match that Gable lost, you know, when Dan Gable lost his last high school match or college match, that was in the arena at Northwestern. You know, so this is a storied wrestling program. And uh, because I'd reached out, it was late in the year. They and crazy story about how that happened. Google a guy by the name of Toby Willis. And I'm not going to get into that in this conversation, but man, he was the guy who was wrestling my weight. He ended up getting injured. He ended up, he's infamous now for, for bad reasons. And, um, but he, uh, then they recruited me and I was able to go, but I guess back to your original question, I was rambling a bit there, but I, I think that you can't be shy to promote yourself as an individual. I think I, I can't tell you how far that goes. And now that there's more outlets with social media, you can send videos, you got YouTubes of, of what you do. I think that if you're aggressive, you have a higher possibility of being able to get out there and, and get into a, a school. And maybe you can't limit yourself either. I mean, there's like a hundred D1 programs out there. Go, go message all of them. Um, secondly, you know, maybe we need to have more, um, people wrestling in the summer, going to junior nationals, you know, showing that, you know, we're, we're good state placers and all Americans and, and all of that. Um, and you know, that's better than it used to be. We, we, I mean, I, I, I look at it at least and say it's improved from you know, the years before I was there, you know, or, you know, before I went to college, but um, you know, you're also competing against a lot of states that have some really strong, strong wrestlers out there too. So, you know, and at the end of the day, Kansas is one of the smallest states in terms of population. Um, so if, if, you know, Ohio, for instance, one of the you know best wrestling states or Pennsylvania, we may have on the magnitude of 20 times more people than Kansas does. So they're always going to show better if, if they, you know, given the chance. Yeah, not to mention they've got a lot of Division One schools in those states, especially Pennsylvania. Right, right. Oh, yeah, tons in Pennsylvania. And, um, yeah, Ohio has quite a few as well. Yeah. Um, so I did want to talk more about your dad. Um, what was your relationship like with him? Oh, I, I mean, it was it a was good relationship. Um, my, my dad was a special guy, it, which um, – you know, as you said, and he, he's got a reputation for, for being a pretty special guy. But I, if I break it down, um, you know, why he was such a good wrestling coach and a pretty good football coach, too. He's both he's in the Kansas Hall of Fame in both wrestling and coaches Hall of Fame in wrestling and football. Um, he was excellent at strategy. Just a plus when it comes to wrestling strategy. And what I mean by that, because it, it, it means a couple different things. The preparation of a team to have them perform optimally, he was very, very good at. And you got to realize he coached at, at Harmon, 
there wasn't really a kids feeder program. There were some guys like David and I who wrestled kids, but for the most part, the guys, but 95% of the guys on the team year in, year out did not have any experience in wrestling before they were a freshman in high school. And that's, that's harder to coach than, you know, I heard Chris talking about the Arc City. Well, Arc City has a culture of it where these guys are starting at birth. And by the time they make it to high school, they're, you know, they're fantastic. That, that's a different thing that, that Harmon didn't have. But because of that, I, I think he was very strategic in the way he coached it. Um, we didn't do, say, a lot of technique because in my, and I agree with this, to be a strong high school program, I believe, and he believed this too. And so I, that's how, probably why I believe it. But in high school, if you wrestle the right way, as he would say, or wrestle, not make any mistakes. That's how he would say it. Don't make any mistakes and you will win 80% of your matches in high school because the other guy will make a mistake in a high school match. Almost always. 80% of the guys will make a match that will lose them the match every single time out. And as long as you can sit there and wait for that mistake and you're disciplined enough to do that, you're going to win those matches. So he would limit what he taught, but kept a lot of foundation, really good stance, really good, you know, base on the mat. Don't turn into guys the wrong way. Don't do fancy stuff. You know, not that he was against the better wrestlers doing more advanced techniques. I think he saw it from a strategy standpoint that the more defensive he could coach a whole team of mostly guys who are beginners at wrestling, the more successful. And, and it's hard to argue with the results. I mean, so many uh, KCK titles and regional titles and, and all of this, even against some programs that had a lot more, you know, history from a standpoint of kids wrestling feeding into them. Um, then, you know, he the way he, he approached the and I and I mentioned this before, but he was he was a old school kind of guy. He could yell. His voice would boom across an arena or a football field like nobody's you've ever heard. And he was tough and he had a reputation for being tough, but he was never tough if you didn't, like I said earlier, if you gave effort, he was always going to be okay with that. And he pushed just the right amount. And I think some of that, if I look back, I mean, I struggled young and I, I always felt encouraged. I didn't, and I watched, you know, you probably saw this too. How many kids wrestlers were the stud state champ at 12 years old and didn't even wrestle by the time they got to high school because they just were sick of it. And there yeah. was, and you know, we've seen those parents before, right? The ones that are over there just berating their child after they come off the mat because they won, didn't win, or they didn't do this, or, you know, that wasn't him at all. To the, to the point where he wouldn't even coach me in the kids wrestling. That's not, I'm here as a parent now. David is your coach. You come off the match, he would hold me and said, you should have done this different and this different if I lost. But if he thought I gave effort, he was never going to, to you know, say anything negative. And, and that's a, I mean, as a parent now, I, I think about these things more than I, you know, maybe than I did as a kid, but that's the way you have to approach it. You want the best out of everybody. And he wanted the best out of me, but he wanted the best of, out of anybody who had a Harmon uniform on, not just on the mat, but as a person, as somebody who was a 
good citizen who was disciplined, who worked hard, who got the most out of their natural abilities, uh, whatever that was. He, he would, you know, that he, he was an A plus when it came to that aspect of coaching and even parenting too, for that matter. But, you know, of course I'm biased, but I think he was a, I, I think he was a pretty special guy. Yeah. Um, well, was that, was losing him one of the toughest, if not the toughest things you've ever dealt with? It's still tough, man. It never, you never quite get over it. It seems like, but, um, yeah, it, it's, it, if there was any nice aspect to it, it was, you know, when my dad passed, he, all of these people from, um, all the years that he coached showed up, right. You know, it's like the city just flocked over to to the funeral home to to say their goodbyes and give their wishes and um you know just decades of of men you know kids who became men you know who thought that my father played a part in that um so you know what what can you do i i don't think i'll have that at my funeral someday um but i i'm i'm really happy that he made that sort of impact and that i could Kind of see it from the sidelines um but yeah it, it's it's tough losing a parent it's um yeah how old is your daughter now is that your only child yeah she's uh seven years old okay um, cool yeah uh, yeah she's uh she's a go-getter a nice good little athlete at seven i must say we've got her i don't think i'm gonna send her the wrestling route um though i kind of feel like she would be good at it she's kind of kind of naturally strong for, for her, for her age, but she's a skier and tennis player and gymnastics and, and some of that. My, my wife was a, a college athlete as well. Really fantastic. Uh, she was a downhill skier, uh, trained with Olympians, uh, was just under that level of making like the Olympic team, uh, through high school and college. And, um, so yeah, our, our daughter is sort of lucky on the, on that front. Yeah. You guys ski a lot there in Denver then, I guess? We do. Yeah, every season we we get out there quite a bit. I think I had uh, 18 days this year. My daughter was out there maybe 15 days. She's get it, getting better at it. Um, but, yeah, we, we do quite a bit. Yeah, I love skiing. I'm not great at it, but I try to go as often as I can. I've actually got to go to the doctor today for my knee. I've got some something going on with my knee, so – Hopefully I'm not, hopefully it's not over for me. Um, well, man, if you're in Colorado skiing, you got to let me know. Okay. I definitely will. Um, speak to your experience at Northwestern. I know you said that you wrestled some, uh, some of the best guys in the country week in and week out. The Big Ten's always been tough. Who were some of the toughest guys that you remember wrestling? Oh, man. Um, let's see. I wrestled a, several national champs along the way, uh, wrestled with, guy from Purdue by the name of uh, Charlie Jones as a freshman who trounced me pretty good. Um, I, let's see, I wrestled Kevin Randleman, you know, who that is, um, yes. me star. Well, actually I wrestled Randleman while at junior nationals. And, um, so, you know, Gons is the best headlocker I've, I've ever closely observed. I never had a headlock in my life except for wrestling Kevin Randleman. And so I was lucky enough to pin him in, a, in my only headlock in my career. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, I wrestled David Lee, who's a national champ from Wisconsin. Uh, Les Gutches 
national champ, Olympian, um, Joe Williams. Joe Williams is probably the best wrestler I, I ever wrestled. He, I don't think I could beat Joe. I would have not been able to beat Joe Williams on my best day. And um, He was better than Les Gutches, huh? Because I know he was a freaking stud. Well, here's the th so here's the thing, and, and I think about this a lot. You know, you get older and you think, well, gosh, how could I have been better than I was? And I tended to... I, I don't have fast twitch muscle. I'm, I'm, I'm actually not that great of an athlete. I have like a 5140. Um, and I wasn't strong. I never lifted weights a lot in high school, like I should have. And even going into college, I think the habits and the how to do it, like I lift weights more frequently now than I did as an athlete, strangely enough. And I understand it better and I understand how to get stronger better now. Um, but like in high school, I was so involved in everything, baseball and football, wrestling. I was on the debate team. I was on the forensics team. I was a part of every, you know, I was class president. I was, I had zero time to fit weightlifting into all of that is the reality in high school. Um, and so when I would wrestle guys, I was very good at wrestling somebody bigger and stronger than I was. And cause I was a kind of a thinking wrestler. It was all about setup, you know, it gets you going, get you going, take, you know, you know, one way, everything had to have you know, pristine setup that might last, you know, 45 seconds of setup before I would strike kind of thing. And I could beat those kind of guys. When I wrestled guys who were really good athletes, like good explosive style athletes, like a Joe Williams, um, you know, Randleman fits into that category, but I got lucky on a headlock with him. But, you know, th those guys, could, they could counterbalance my setups and I couldn't ever get in on them. They were just too, too fast twitch. And I, I wasn't fast twitch enough to, to counterbalance it. So I actually had a closer match with Les Gutches than I ever did with Joe Williams or Charlie Jones. Charlie Jones was another one of those guys. He was an excellent athlete. Um, uh, what Ernest Binion was a kid from Illinois. He was a national champ too. He was just like, he was like a Joe Williams lookalike, basically same strong, quick um, kind of wrestler. Um, yeah. I don't know. That's, I, I think I would have been better served. I actually had my best college year when I wrestled 67. I, so I came in as this, I was recruited to be the 167 pounder after this other kid, uh, Toby Willis got injured. And we show up, there was a kid that walked on at Northwestern by the name of Rowan Gardner. That's not to be confused with Rulon Gardner, who was also wrestling at Nebraska at the same time frame, right? Uh, who, you know, obviously went on and won the Olympics in Greco. And, but Rowan started wrestling, he was from Miami. He was a football player. And he, he was like 6'4" and 167 pounds, skinny, long, played football, was a huge Miami Canes fan. Everything was about Miami Canes. And he was a football player and he broke his pelvis. And his mom said, you can't play football anymore. So as a sophomore, he said, okay, I'm going to go wrestle. And he, as a senior, I think he took third in state or second in state. So then he comes to Northwestern, walks on the wrestling team. And Rowan is the the best athlete I have ever known personally. He he was 
And by the way, if he had continued wrestling, I have zero doubt in, or excuse me, if he continued playing football, he would have been in the NFL. I watched him play one day. We had a pickup game and it was like watching Randy Moss. I mean, he, he probably had a 4-3-40 and he had hands and he was long. I mean, he had that kind of body like a stud receiver. But Rowan, um, I, I couldn't beat him. He got 60, he got the 67. So as a freshman, I ended up not wrestling at Big Tens. Um, next year, he had an injury year and he redshirted. So then I was the 67 pounder. My junior year, he came back and I dropped to 58. And then I wrestled that my, my junior and senior year. But Rowan was, was just a, a beast. And so you take a kid who starts wrestling as a sophomore in high school and becomes a three-time All-American, nearly four-time All-American. Wow. And, you know, Rowan was, so man, he, he, he's, I, I love him. He's a fun guy. He would always, he, but he had this tendency to exaggerate on things and he would be around and be like, guys, do you see that girl? That girl was so hot. We'd see, oh no, go whatever, Rowan. You go see the girl. I was like, mm, I don't know. And then, so we just kind of talk. It was always kind of constantly that, like that. So at one point along the way, he said, you know, my brother, my younger brother is a better wrestler than I am. And we're like, okay, you know, whatever. All, all of us guys who've been wrestling from the time we could walk on, you know, on Northwestern team, watching, you know, Rowan, who, who's just a, you know, a, it as a starts as a sophomore in high school and is better than all of us naturally. Right. And we're going, yeah, sure. That that's happened with your brother too, whatever. Rowan. Well, turns out his brother, um, Dwight Gardner was national champ at 58 from Ohio university two years after that, or three years after that. So he actually was a better wrestler than <laughs> Rowan. But, um, so anyway, that was one of my teammates there. He was, he, he was so good. He's in the, um, Northwestern Hall of Fame for for his uh, wrestling ability. Uh, third, I think, was the highest he placed along the way. But um, yeah, I don't know. I I, I think Daryl Weber was another national champ from Iowa. I wrestled. I think. Um, yeah, there was. You know, do you know? I wrestled. Um, do you remember Dan Wardsberger? Does that name ring a bell? Coached at Southeast Missouri State, right? Or Southwest Missouri State. Oh, is he a coach now? So yeah, he, he went. He was. went to Shawnee Mission East, maybe. But he yeah. came here as a. One of those. I'm sorry. Maybe South. I'm not sure. Maybe South, but he um, was in the. He was two years older than me. Um, he, he had a brother too, um, and they were from like Michigan or something, and then came in just for one year. One he won state in Kansas, and then. Um, and he ended up wrestling at Michigan State. I wrestled him a bunch of times. He was a national runner-up, three-time All-American, I think. But he was, he was a really good wrestler. Um, yeah, who I didn't know at all. You know, it was like weird. He's like, they came in. He wasn't in the scene, kind of not in the wrestling scene of Kansas, and then left. And then here I show up at a wrestling tournament in college, and there he is. And I was like, whoa, where, where did you come from? But, um, yeah, I... <laughs> You know, as, a, as an aside, this is one of my, my theories. If I was a college wrestling coach, if I was a college wrestling coach, I would go out and I would scan every state placer across every state and any state placer who had been wrestling for less than three years and placed in state, I would give a college scholarship to. 
because um, the reality is once you get in a college wrestling room, your level goes exponentially greater, right? It, it goes through the roof. You, you, I would, you know, one year of wrestling in a college room and you're just a different guy than you were before you came in. And so you, you correct those mistakes that you might make as a, a raw guy. But if you have such natural talent that you're able to get through that in high school without a lot of experience, then those are the guys that are going to just be fantastic. Or, well, at least that worked with Rowan Gardner and yeah. his brother. That's how Chris Campbell was. I think that guy started wrestling his junior year of high school or something. And then two years later, he got a takedown on Dan Gable in their recruiting trip. And, uh, one of my favorite questions I ever asked anyone, I was like, do you realize how freaking absurd that is that you get, got a takedown on Dan Gable? And he goes, you got to understand, I was I was a bad boy. <laughs> there's there's some guys that are just gifted. Man, yeah. I could get, I'd wrestle Rowan. He is the craziest guy to wrestle. I could get in on a double leg where my hands touched my elbows, you know, that deep on a double leg and would not be able to finish against him. And he would end up with a takedown. He had an ability to move his hips and his body and just a natural instinct for scrambling out of those situations that had to come you know, from, from birth. It, 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 it's not learned. I'm sure it's not learned. It's, but yeah. you know, there's a lot of those guys out there. Um, and the, the ones who have the experience plus that kind of talent. Those are like the Joe Williams of the world. And some of those guys that are, you know, just, you know, the top of the top. I wish, I wish Ryan McCracken would have wrestled in college. I think that guy would have been great. He, uh, he beat his very first year, his freshman year was his first year of high school or his first year of wrestling. And he won kid state that year. And he beat a guy named Tiger Lowmaster who, I don't know how many kids state titles Tiger Lowmaster won, but it was like five or six or seven. He won a lot. And Ryan McCracken came out and beat that guy right out of the gate, his very first year of wrestling. And Chad Beeson was that way, except he started in seventh grade. But yeah, I'd say McCracken was that kind of guy too. He was yeah. just, he beat Sonny Fight like his freshman or sophomore year. And so, yeah. you know. I, I vaguely remember. So he used to wrestle um, a kid from our team, Steve Pendleton, who was. Yeah, you know, actually, a really good wrestler, um, but never could could get Ryan. Had some close matches with him, though. I think. I remember that name. I remember that name. And and that was the last question I was going to ask you was as good as you were going into high school, or excuse me, coming out of high school. How much better were you by the time you graduated from Northwestern? Oh yeah, I don't. It's kind of hard to quantify, right? You're, um, you know, it's. The things that work in high school wrestling don't work in college. A lot of them, you know, it's like I could ride a guy in high school all day long with, you know, just hooking a leg, you know, I'd run my, my series, you know, cradle, chicken wing. I turn, I mean, I have a three point near fall. I could turn most anybody I wrestled at least once. I mean, even a pretty good guy like, you know, Ryan White, I caught in a, in a cradle. And in, in, in college, that's guys are out They're They're escaped. The, the only way to even get riding time is, is by riding legs. And I didn't ever make that switch. Wish I had, I, I just always felt that was a risky position. I always thought leg riding was risky, but in hindsight, I, 
I should have just went all in trying to learn it and get good at it because that was the only way to hold people down in college. Um, your setups had to be, you know, it, it, it went to a different level. A lot of the, the kinds of moves I used for takedowns stopped working in, in against even an average college guy. Um, and just because everybody's more defensive, like I was saying before, you can win 80% of your high school matches by just not making a mistake and then capitalizing on the mistake the other guy makes. Wrestle very conservatively, very defensive, and then wait for the moment and then take it. You will win 80% of your matches if you can conquer that. And then, then it becomes, okay, can I go to the next level? Can I, am I a special athlete? Am I special at, you know, technique? Am I whatever? Um, in college, take away that 80%. Nobody makes the mistakes anymore. They're not out there if they are. And so now you got to be special somewhere else, you know, you, and, you know, then that eliminates this move and that move that might've worked. And, you know, you kind of get more limited in some way to the kinds of things you're doing that you've got to be really expert and be really precise to be able to, to get those things going. Um, I became more of a low single guy in college. In hindsight, that wasn't the right thing probably from a strategy standpoint um, I was very good at low single but you know I wasn't John Smith good and so it, it by the way where the heck did low singles go in college wrestling I, or in wrestling in general it's a forgotten art um, but yeah I My favorite thing to watch is somebody hit a sweet low single or a duck under I I was I had a good duck I had I had a very good duck um got Ryan White in a duck under in that match that, that got me to state my, my senior year. It's weird how I have these moments where I re remember some really good moves that, I mean, mostly I don't remember anything else, but um, I had the thing I was best at in college that I got the most takedowns out of. And I, I will be, um, won't be modest here. I, I had one of the best inside trips of anybody I've watched wrestle. And I would get it on, on all kinds of guys from all, I, and I could land it from all types of positions. Um, I, I would do it from, from ties. I was really good. And I'm not sure if I invented this. I, I feel like I invented a move, you know, maybe that's, that's grandiose thinking, but I would do a, from a front headlock, I would let guys slowly come up, bait them into thinking they're getting away and then come behind it with an inside trip. Um, and I, I got all, I got Daryl Weber national champ with that um, even. Um, and so I don't know We're I, I was a better wrestler, how much better it's, it's kind of hard to say because you, you the, the wrestler I was at the end of college and the moves I was using are, were not the same thing as what I graduated with in high school. Yeah, I watched people hit that inside trip, and I was telling my wife, I was like, I didn't even know that, but I feel like I would have been good at an inside trip, and it bothers me that I didn't even know that um, when I was wrestling, because now I see it, and I'm like, what a sweet move that I would have excelled. I didn't do it much in high school. I don't know when I picked it up. I, I did it maybe just a I, – I, gosh, I don't know that I ever used one in a match. I might have used one in some freestyle matches and – but I got really good at it in college um, due to the point where guys in the big 10 sort of knew it, that that was my move and started, you know, would watch out for it, I think. 
Um, yeah. cause I could get guys once or twice and then it was like, I'd wrestle them again. wasn't able to get it. Um, but I was, uh, ultimately, I, I mean, I, I did, we were talking about, I, at 58, I, 58 was not the right weight for me. I, I, the guys at 58 were too quick. I actually had a better season my sophomore year at 67 than I did junior and senior year at 58. Um, I was just outside of, I mean, I beat a couple guys that year that ended up being all Americans. So I was right in there in the mix and didn't end up making it to nationals. Um, another unlucky situation where I went into the big tens with a, you know, a cold and a fever and, and that kind of stuff and lost to a guy that I previously beaten, but um, yeah. Right. You made the round of 12 your senior year. Is that right? Or is he wrong on that? Round of 12 in, in college. Yeah. Division one. No, 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 no. I didn't, I didn't ever actually make it to NCAAs. Okay. He, he I, you made the round of 12 your senior year for some reason. Nope, nope. I didn't make the nationals at all. Uh, Gons did one year. He um, was wrestling around the same, you know, same time as me. Um, you know, Eric was, of course, there. But, yeah, I didn't. I was w- – one year I was seventh at Big Ten, so that gave me the opportunity – for one of their, um, so that I think the top six automatically got bids from the, the big 10 then, but then they had a collection of like six more where they could pick and choose who went and I didn't get selected, but th- that was the closest I got. Um, I started to ask you this a minute ago. Did you ever wrestle Timor and Timor Terry? In, in no, he was a bit older than me. Um, and we were, I think I was bigger than him maybe, but no, I never ended up wrestling uh, Timor. Okay. I knew you were oh, around. Was he younger than me? Who I think I you're younger than you. And you met- younger than me. Tim- okay. I was thinking of, um, oh gosh, who was another, where was, where was Timor from? Was he from? He was from McPherson, Kansas as far as high school and he wrestled for Salina and you mentioned Ernest Binion and I know that he, I think he beat Ernest Binion in college. Timor placed four times, I think. Um, or three times, um, and Ernest was one of the guys he beat one year. Uh, so I didn't know if you guys ever wrestled in college. Yeah, I Binion, I wrestled at the duel. I had a really close match with him and and lost. And then that when he won nationals that year, it sort of blew my mind because I didn't think he was that level of a wrestler. He, I, I feel like he just had a tournament of all tournaments kind of thing. Cause I, you know, he wasn't, to me, he wasn't like on that level as Joe Williams was or, or even like Charlie Jones or one of the, those other really good guys that I wrestled along the way. Yeah. Um, I had close matches with Weber too, who I think was a two time national champ. Um, but, you know, they, they just, um, yeah, even among those guys and among those national champs guys, I think there's levels to that, too. You know, the, the guy who's the Olympian is, you know, it's kind of like the same thing to the, the guy who's, you know, high school versus college. It's, yeah. Did, do you, did you uh, redshirt your freshman year? Nope. I, I was uh, started out, you know, I, I wrestled about half of the matches my my freshman year, true freshman, 
And then this kid, Rowan, I was talking about wrestled the other half and he got the slot for big tens. Um, and then going into the, then I wrestled sophomore, junior, senior year, actually. So I was wrestling, that was at 67, my freshman year. And I, so I, I lost to, to Rowan in the wrestle off and I'm like, well, I want to be on the team. And we had a guy who was a senior at 58. who was had, had an outside chance of being an all American. He was a good wrestler. And then I was, but we didn't have a guy at 50. We'd cycled through a few different guys. So I tried to go from 67 down to 150 and um, ended up getting pulled out of a sauna with near heat stroke after <laughs> losing weight for, for weeks. I think I made it to like 151 and a half. It was, it was brutal though. Yeah, I bet, man. And back then it was, uh, guys did some crazy things back then to make weight, dude. Oh, dude, dude, man. I, if I was the last, so yeah, I'm glad you brought that up because I was lucky enough. And I'd say that with a smile that I was the last year of the old way we did things. Um, my senior year was the last full year that a, you could have a sauna, you didn't have to kind of certify at a weight that you didn't, you know, you weighed in the day before. So I would, I wrestled when I wrestled 58, I walked, I came in Monday at 182, three. Wow. And then I would cut it all down. I would, I'd be 12 pounds heavier by the time I wrestled 15 pounds heavier from Friday to Saturday, most of the time. And it was brutal. It, it was too much. Um, got really good at it, but it, it was too much. And then that next year, what was it like four guys died in different weight loss accidents and they reformed the whole thing. And it, thank God it's for the better. I mean, it's more about the sport. Now you take that aspect out of it. It's, it's, you know, much healthier for everybody. Um, I mean, you're sucking weight like that. You're more susceptible to concussions. You're, I mean, there's so many health things about it. Um, all right. I remember being, you know, sucked down, getting on the the uh, the van. We're driving to like Columbus to Ohio State for a match, you know. So I'm about, I'm probably 15 pounds dehydrated, hanging out. You're lethargic. My buddy, one of the guys I wrestle with, said, "You ever notice how your lower back hurts when you're when you're cutting weight?" And I'm going, kind of laying there, lethargic. I'm like, "Yeah, my lower back does hurt." Like, yeah, that's your kidneys screaming at you, you know? And, yeah. And I'm doing this every week for, for four years, basically. Right. Um, yeah. It's such a improvement to the sport. I'm, I'm happy they, they did that. Yeah. I'll, I'll never, I, I think that's part of the reason that I didn't, I stopped growing after eighth grade. You know, I was, I've been the same height since seventh grade. And I think that's part of the reason, you know, and it, you don't, you go about it in such a, stupid way you know we would just starve ourselves and you know talk back to talking about my dad you know he wouldn't let me lose weight in kids wrestling he's he's like you have time for it later you, you he didn't because i he was you know he's thinking next level on it he doesn't want you burned out getting burned out as a kid he, health conditions he wouldn't let me play tackle football until i was in eighth grade either even though he's a football coach and i wanted to i wanted to play peewee football but, you know, he's thinking about concussions even before that was a thing, you know, and health and injuries and, and the rest of it. Um, he, he was kind of ahead of his time, I think, when it, in a lot of those things. And um, 
I didn't even end up really cutting very much weight in high school. Um, I did a little bit for like junior nationals and those kinds of things, but I, I came in weighing about what I weighed and thought, okay, I'm going to be 60 this year. And then, you know, you'd lose three or four pounds if you had to, but mostly that just, you just didn't eat the night before weigh in or something and I could make weight. Um, so I, you know, maybe I would have done better cutting a little weight. Like I, I think about it, the year I wrestled 55, if I'd wrestled 45, I wonder if I'd had it, you know, a chance at the podium at state or something as a freshman, but yeah, you know, it just. Well, um, I'm going to have to wrap this up, but I did want to ask you and guns and Robert's probably mad at me if I didn't, what's your memory of uh, training with those guys for Midlands? Oh man, we had such a good day. Um, it was, I, uh, let's see. I remember tossing Brian in like three laterals. I, I had a, I was a weird wrestler. I was a low single guy who could hit five point throws. And um, yeah, I, we were, but we were going at it. And I was kind of like, you know, it's Christmas time. I'm like, oh, I want to get out of here. And Brian did not want to stop. He wanted to wrestle for hours and hours. I remember that about it. And Gonza and I were kind of like, I don't know. I think, you know, it's been an hour and a half, man. It's been kind of long enough. It's just kind of a nice little workout as we, you know, to get the rust off before we go back. And um, yeah, that was, that was a fun time I look back on. Um, I've talked about it with Gons before, you know, I saw him a few years ago in Chicago, actually. It was kind of just a chance thing that he was there at the same time I was. Um, but yeah, that was a, a, a good training day. I wish I would have had more of those, honestly. Um, I, I wish I'd, you know, I, the more I think about it, the more days like that I had, probably the better wrestler I would have ended up being. So Yeah. Yeah, I've got all kinds of regrets about my career, but... Um, <laughs> Is there anything else you would like to say before I let you get out of here? Uh, no, man. Just I want to uh, thank you again uh, for for doing all this. I think it's um, it's good to bring shine a light on on some of this part of history in Kansas. I, you know, I when I look at it and I look at the guys that are coming through there, college, you know, you're asking about how to get more on there, and I think that it's already been far more successful than it what it used to be, you know, ten years before I went to college. Um, you know, I wanted to give some flowers to all those, you know, Harmon guys, those East Kansas guys who were killers, uh, the guys I looked up to. And thank you for giving me a chance to do that. Also, you know, obviously a chance to talk about my dad is always special for me. Um, and, uh, you know, again, it's this is a cool thing you're doing. Thanks, buddy. What What's the what's the JC and JC Harmon for? Um. Gosh, I knew that at one time, but I don't know. I, huh. I can't pull it out. Okay. Um, well, I, I, I'm I'm sorry that I asked because I figured of all the people you would know. I should know that. I think I I should have known it. Like in Schlegel's FL, it's FL Schlegel. They're named after these superintendents, I believe. I think okay. Harmon, J.C. Harmon was a superintendent at some okay. point in in USD 500. Um, but yeah, we could probably Google it, but I do not remember. Okay. There, uh, Harmon is celebrating its 50th year, 50th year anniversary this year, and they're having a, a big shindig with it. But, cool. 
Well, thanks, man, for taking the time to do this. I really appreciate it. And, uh, yeah, it's always cool to talk to these Kansas studs that I knew of, but I didn't really know. So thanks, man. Yeah, thanks, Tim. I appreciate it. You're welcome, buddy. And I'll let you know when this is up and you can share it and everything. And uh, God bless you and take care. Cool. You too. All right. All right, everybody. Aaron Hodges, total stud, uh, two-time state champ, all kinds of records in Kansas. And, uh, you know, it's like I said in the podcast, it's really cool to be able to talk to these guys. And I wish I could have um, talked to his dad. You know, you don't realize when you're a kid um, the the minds that you have access to sometimes. And I wish that his dad was somebody that I would have gotten to speak to. So, um yeah, that was cool for me. I hope you guys enjoyed that. Um, as always, go to making it happen, M-A-C-A-N-It-Happen.com. Help out little Bo Macon and his family. Um, subscribe to me on YouTube and Rockfin. And, uh, yeah, I'm going to the U.S. Open on Thursday, at least for the day. So I'm going to see some of the best wrestling in the country. And if you are at the U.S. Open and you recognize me or would like to come say hi, I would love to talk to you. I love talking to ex-wrestlers. And uh, so, yeah, be on the lookout for me. I'll be there. And that's it. God bless all of you and take care. Goodbye.